0: At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Yet again, we are about to visit the bar distractions. Lately, Dimitri seems to be preoccupied, paying bills, keeping bill collectors at bay, you know, the little things. We now join Dimitri as he begins his day.
1: Liquor bill. Paid. Rent. Paid. Food ordered for next month and last month's food bill. Paid. I still don't know why someone contacted Uriah to loan me money to keep this place going. But I'll always be grateful to him. I can't imagine anyone in the Roop family being so generous as to give him money to lend to me. Especially after all the brouhaha. What, with Cassandra's disappearance and the investigation of my bartender? Ugh, good riddance. I don't need that kind of scrutiny. Especially with drugs? mm So, I wonder where the money came from. Well, welcome to Distractions. You're new here. What can I get your friend? Give me a beer. Any special kind?
2: In a dump like this. I can't imagine you'd have too many choices. Let me guess. There's a couple of pilsners, One lager. Some sissified, foofy, fruit-flavored beer. Hm, but that's popular with the girls. And maybe an Americanized, international beer. Am I right?
1: Not sure where you get off acting like that in my place. But make a choice or leave.
2: Just give me a draft and uh, I'll just... Here.
1: Will there be anything else? Yeah.
2: I'm actually here looking for your
1: bartender, Tony. Why do you need to talk with him? Uh,
2: Just some business. My boss needs to discuss with him.
1: Tony is no longer working here. I had to let him go. And if you have come to discuss some drug deal, you can leave now.
2: Keep your shirt on. I only need to pick up something he was holding for... Oh, uh, my boss.
1: There's nothing here of his. I packed up all his stuff and threw it in the dumpster.
2: That's too bad. My boss was willing to pay handsomely
1: for the thing. You're welcome to climb into the dumpster and check it out. I'm not about to stop you. I want no reminders of that man at all, even from his friends.
2: I'm not Tony's friend. I'm just on a mission from my boss. Whatever. Don't you even want to know who my boss is?
1: Not particularly, especially since he associates with known degenerates like Tony. I just got back on my feet. Don't really want to put this place in jeopardy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's so funny? Uh,
2: I'm not really allowed to tell you, but just know that you're not as secure as you think you
1: are. Whoa, what's that supposed to mean?
2: Nothing. Just know that your loan comes with strings.
1: No, it doesn't. I signed a contract with Uriah Roop, and I read it before I signed it. There are no hidden clauses anywhere. I may not like my grandmother very much, but she taught me the value of thoroughly reading a contract before signing it.
2: Hmm. Funny you should mention Cassandra.
1: Wait a second. How do you know her? What's going on here?
2: Are you sure you know it, Uriah? Maybe you don't know him as well as you think.
1: I know him well enough. Listen, in the last five minutes, you've managed to mention the two people I like least in all the world. Tony, and Cassandra. Both the criminals, and I've washed my hands of them. Next thing I know, you'll bring up my grandfather. May he rot in prison. (laughs) Now you're really getting on my nerves. Either tell me what you know or leave.
2: Sure thing. But before I do, Uriah Rup Bulgakov says hi.
1: Wait. What? Bye-bye. No, no, no. You don't get to leave that easily. What the hell did you mean by your last remark?
2: Are you sure you want to know?
1: Do I have a choice?
2: Yeah. Actually, you do. But you know the old adage. Curiosity killed the cat. Your curiosity is just about killing you.
1: Just tell me what you know.
2: Okay. But first... Do you have a jar of cherries?
1: This is getting really weird. Here.
2: Not this jar. A special jar. Not packed in a box. One by itself. On a shelf.
1: Oh, you mean... Wait. Tony's special jar? Oh, snap. That's where the drugs must be. I'll be damned if I'm going to give it to this bozo. I'm not ruining any more lives that way. I only found this single jar on the shelf, and I set this one aside because the cherries were going bad. Thanks for reminding me. I'll dump it down the disposal right now. Might as well put the jar into the dishwasher before recycling it. The juice is so sticky.
2: Are you sure that's not Tony's special jar? Because, if it is, I know someone who's going to be very angry with you for dumping it down the sink.
1: No, it's not Tony's jar. This is so childish. I think it's time for you to leave.
2: Bye-bye. Ivan Bolkakov says to be sure to tell his grandson Uriah, Hello? From him.
0: (laughs) Miguel Rios has led quite a life. I'll bet no one has had his existence. No one will ever believe the series of events that brought him to this point. Dr. Magnus Carlisle clones Milton and impregnates Miguel's mother, but she escapes and raises Miguel on her own. Something draws him back to Gamote Point where he helps to run the bar distractions. He falls in love with Rhonda Wepler. They have twins. He marries Lorna Roop, a marriage of convenience, is murdered by proxy so Regina can be accused of his murder, is kidnapped for a year only to mysteriously show up and reveal himself at the New Year's Eve gala. Is this true? This is so unbelievable! This is the stuff soap operas are made of!
3: Distractions. My old haunt, Wonder how much it has changed. So much of my life, my memories, are entwined in this place. I'm strong enough to go in and check it out. What's the worst that could happen?
0: <sighs> right. How many times has that question been asked right before all hell breaks loose?
3: Anyway. It would be nice to talk to someone who's new here, and hasn't been tainted by the blah of the Rube Legacy. Amazing! Looks like nothing's changed except maybe the bartender. He's positively clueless that I am even here. When this was my place, he would never have treated a customer like that. As much as he hate this flight, here goes. El barkeep, how about some service?
1: Oh, sorry. I was lost in thought. Uh, what can I get for you?
3: Just a beer. The New England Lajere Ujaf tap is fine.
1: How do you know what I've got on tap?
3: I used to work in this place.
1: Oh, you're Miguel. I thought you were dead.
3: Fair No Nope, I am alive. It has been a long, strange journey.
1: Nice to finally meet you. What do you think of the place?
3: Hasn't really changed that much. Here's your beer. This isn't a lawyer. This is a porter.
1: Oh. Sorry.
3: What's up? You're more than just lost in thought.
1: Ah, just some troubles I've got.
3: I am a bartender. You can always talk to me.
1: Isn't that supposed to be my job?
3: Guess it is about our gobs, or at least it was my job.
1: You know, I guess being able to unload with another bartender is the safest thing to do. Kind of like the confessional. We can let customers get it all off their chest.
3: I am really good at it, too. You going to tell me?
1: I doubt you want to hear about my tales of woe.
3: Then how about I tell you mine?
1: Shoot. It should help me get my mind off myself.
3: Okay. Here goes. Did you know that I am Milton Rube's clone?
1: I've heard something like that. But that can't be so bad. He's a really
3: rich guy. The wealth doesn't trickle down to me. But it is surya so ring to look into the mirror, and say the face of the man who caused so much pain and death in this town, and is now serving a prison sentence.
1: Wow. I never thought of it that way. In a way, you're lucky. Your nemesis relative is basically
3: out of your life. Oh, nemesis. That sounds juicy. Kerto expand on that.
1: My grandmother duped me into helping her drug poor, helpless young girls, and then she turned them over to some white slavers. Interpol started snooping around.
3: Wow. This is a caught?
1: Nope. She evaded them and got into the U.S. I vowed to have nothing to do with her and came to Camote Point to escape. She, the sneaky snake she is, followed me here.
3: What happened then?
1: She mysteriously disappeared, thank... God.
3: Why do you say that?
1: I really hated that she used me to lure in young girls. I feel so badly that I've ruined so many lives.
3: It sounds like you didn't know anything about what Say was doing. If Say is gone, your troubles are gone.
1: That's only the half of it. My grandmother was fluff compared to my grandfather. If you think your grandfather is a criminal, you ought to meet mine. Have you ever heard of Yvonne Bogakov?
3: The notorious crime boss. Now serving time for some pretty lord crimes. Here is your grandfather?
1: Yep. But my mom was smart enough to get out of that house as fast as she could. She didn't want me anywhere near him.
3: William in prison. At least he's out of your head, and no one knows who you really are. I wish. You mean there is more? Wow. My life is tight compared to yours. I admit, I am curious. Tell me the rest.
1: Are you sure you want to know? It involves distractions.
3: It is your bar now.
1: I got in over my head, and the bills started to pile up, and bill collectors were closing in. Uriah Roop offered to float me alone to keep the bar. I took him up on his offer.
3: That doesn't sound so bad. Uriah's a good guy.
1: You would think so, right? But just before you came in here, one of my grandfather's dim-witted minions let it slip that Uriah isn't just a roop. He's a bull
3: Yep. Found that out at a lake house. Huh? Long story. I will tell it to you sometime. Right now I am more interested in your story.
1: All I know is that I've spent my life trying to get out from under my grandfather's thumb, and just like you around every corner is a reminder that I'm caught in his fist.
3: So, without the loan you lose distractions, but with the loan. Organized by a seemingly trustworthy person. You're beholden to your grandfather. Sounds like the proverbial rock and hard place. Don't you just loop. That people who don't really know. Except by reputation. Have such a hold. Over all lives. Yeah,
1: no kidding.
3: Now that you know my tales of woe, still wanna help? I don't know, but let me think on it. I do know a for people. We could start with a job? I can't invar
0: Grandparents can't live with them, can't live without them, but Miguel might be onto something. Maybe there's a way for Miguel to influence Uriah now that Miguel and his family are living in the Roop penthouse. This episode of Restless Shores was written by me, Gene Phillips, and directed by Tom Hinton.
1: Patrick Brancato is the voice of Dimitri Casadine.
0: Kathy Slack is the voice of Sasha Durakov. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time... Stay restless.